You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the Common Man's Podcast. Well, I came here for just one drink, and that's all I got now, don't you think? Hey, no, that's right, that's how it all gets started here at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy, just one drink. Welcome to Cross the Line 1524. We're recording with a live audience as usual. Sit back, relax, and join Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and myself, Alan Stanger, for the Common Man's Podcast. Cross the line, 1524. So welcome to Cross the Line, 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. We're on the 15 side. Jeff Montag. Ruben Hunt. And we are the 24 side. Along with? Mike Gardner. Who's also the 24 yeah. side. That's right. Boo. We're heavy on this side of the bar. <laughs> you know, we usually record a couple podcasts tonight, so this is our second one. And uh, we'll just tell everybody we've had a several taste tests coming up to this one. And um, maybe some words might be slurred, but it's, you know, it is what it is. But I here's what I want to do. I want to give a shout out to our podcast brothers, Two Shots on a Barrel down in kentucky uh we sent them some goodies and uh i'm sure jimbo and jaybo are smoking those cigars right now yeah eating some beef jerky some jerky yeah and sucking down some honey they so might, they might be dipping them cigars in a little honey when there you go yeah. there you go <laughs> there you go so so yeah. good deal. i haven't had the pleasure to meet those guys yet oh uh, so. they're they're right. just like us really yeah, quite right. honestly they sit guys. down to bar and grab a drink you never know any different that's yeah. great yeah. so we're, we're gonna do something probably in the spring and we'll get together with them again good we had hoot it was a good time go down and have a Mike concert. got to meet him yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. so it's it all good as usual uh as we started to do here the last couple of weeks we had a taste test this is going to be something a little different though for us um what we have in front of us is uh, Crown Royal came out with some mixes, carbonated mixes. We have Crown in Coke. Then we have the Apple Crown with cranberry juice. And then we already tried the peach tea. So it's the peach crown mixed with tea. And these are new in the market? Brand new. Brand Brand new. new. Okay. The peach tea is good. Yep. I mean, that's a refreshing drink anytime just really let's, let's so my, re- wife, uh, my wife and i just drink the we'll be honest we drink the <laughs> peach crown on the rocks just right. like it's nothing to it can we remind our listeners who uh mike gardner is we can mike okay yeah what do you what, what's your what business are you in i own tebby liquor store and batesville liquor store awesome. awesome so he's here his wife terry is at table 12 and they're all having a good time over there hopefully they they can Home run with the dessert, by the way. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's amazing. That was great dessert. We invite them over here for their desserts and their alcohol, and it works out great. <laughs> that's just that we're... That's I feel the love. Yeah. desperately needed friends. Oh, my no, gosh. That is not the case. In fact... We enjoy having them here. Mike comes to Old Man's Breakfast most of the time. We, you know, we struck up a great friendship a while back, and uh, it just keeps going. So we're going to try these mixes. So the first one we're going to do is the Crown and Coke. We don't have to smell these. Cheers. We just taste them. Ruben, what's wrong, buddy? Oh, is your glass empty, uh, Ruben? Again? Oh. Like, <laughs> again? <laughs> Denied. Uh, How did that happen? We filled it up. Benjamin must have drank it. Benjamin drank yeah. We know why. That's good. That's good. There you go. So here's what I'm going to say. I think you guys are scared of what happened last time we were here. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. 
So here's what I'm going to say about this. For those who have listened to our podcast from the very beginning, you know that I was a diehard crown drinker. Diehard, yeah. And I still enjoy it, but I really enjoy uh, all these different bourbons, and, and we'll talk about a little bit where that's going. But I'm a diehard crown drinker. So this is what I'm going to tell you about this. There's not enough crown in this mix. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just going to tell you. There's for not, you. Yeah. Yeah, there's not. I mean, I really... So it's seven percent. This is seven percent alcohol. Crown and cola, right? Yeah, I mean that's like what I drank in grade school. <laughs> it's right. but, it's but, good. but it is good. It's very good. good. It's very know, good. So high school football night here. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> no, that was Jack Daniels. That was Jack. <laughs> so I think what what was it? Seven percent alcohol. Seven percent alcohol. So, so it really is. So it's a. It's, it's perfect to go out and have a good time. Not right. drink too much. Right. So if you're going to a picnic or you something, you know, if you don't like beer, if you're if if right. uh, if the the little bit of the uh, Canadian whiskey flavor suits you. There you go. You can always put more in. That's right. You know what? It's a blended right. whiskey. You know, we'll we'll dive more into blended whiskeys at some point. But you know, this is one of those things that's new on the market. It's the it's the what's the the flavor of the month type right, of thing. Right. It fills the cooler, and and it's, people are getting away from drinking so much beer. They want to share of the drink, right? Absolutely. So, get so away I from think beer. I think it was your your. I think our friend Curtis, he yeah. when this first uh, ad for this came out, he says, "What the hell, are you two ladies to mix your own drink?" <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Well, I, I mentioned something earlier. I mean, way back, you know, we went to some motocross races, and Jim Beam used to have Beaming right. Beaming yeah. Coke, yeah. right? But then right. it went away. But you know, it was something. Go when you go to an event, you could get a mixed drink. Right. Without getting a mixed drink, they hand it to you in a can. Yeah. Plus, Crazy. not everybody likes bourbon, you know. Right. But, so this is something different. It's just yeah, something different. So I'm going to tell you that that peach tea stuff. It tastes like peach tea. It that's was it. good. That's I mean, there's good. no alcohol. Yeah, Marge had me pour an extra one. And that's seven percent as well. So the other one we have is Crown Apple. So bottoms up, boys. And cranberry. Bottoms up. Apple and cranberry. I'm I'm done bottles up. I done did that. So. I, I I'm okay. I'm just okay with the crown and cola. I guess I don't. That's no, I'm, I'm pretty. <laughs> hey, we're good. You guys ready? Everybody ready to taste? Yeah, oh, go, Ruben, yeah. sorry. Oh. Hey, listen, I'm sick of being in the barrel. All right, that's good. Thank you. All right. You know, so, so what is? So if I'm if I'm at the bar and I'm I'm looking for a mix, you know, whether that be makers and cola uh, of some sort, anymore. I just have them give me a double shot of Makers in the glass and give me a can of, a right. can of cola, right. and I'll mix my own because I like it a little stronger, I think, right. than, yeah. than the right. typical drink. Right. So and I think I've told you guys, ever since it's ever since we did the barrel pick, uh, when I'm out, I just get it on the rocks now. I, I just I, – and I don't drink anymore. In fact, I'll tell you honestly, I drink less mm-hmm. because when I mix it, I, I'm right. It's just right. it goes sucking it right down. Now I'm sipping on it, yeah, enjoying it, it. and um, so. I mean, I could I could certainly see a lot of people really really liking this. Uh, right. This canned. So next right, one so is is crown apple and cranberry. So kind of right, a cran so apple. So you're saying that's I ruined good. you on the barrel pack? No, that's all good. <laughs> you know what? I oh, gotta tell good. you, you recreated him. Yeah. No, you brought me to the light. That's uh, that's a whole lot better than that, <laughs> but. Was it Bud Light Apple? Whatever. Bush, oh, light. Bush, Bush Light Apple. Bush Light. Bush Light Apple. That's what it was. I was like, oh my god. You know, this what? I'm going to have to good. say. Surprisingly, I, I, I this is this. pretty good. So here's the deal. I don't like Crown Apple because it's too sweet for me. 
But, but yeah. this mixture this with cranberry, this is a good mix. This is a really good, good mix. Yeah, I think, yeah. again, that cranberry just hits it just right, yep. takes that sweet it does. Right. It does. And it's see, all, every, all of these have their their um, purpose, or I guess, or where they would be good. I mean, market. Yeah, I wouldn't. I this, mean, is cr- this is Christmas right here. Yeah. All day long. Right. You're yeah. right. But, I mean, there's times right, where right. this wouldn't be good. But then there's oh, yeah. other times Absolutely. where you did what the environment is or what you're doing. This is a refreshing drink. It's it something is. different. It's kind of like the bush latte apple. <laughs> There ain't, there ain't no, there ain't no good time for that. that. Nothing that for that. Terrible. But, I mean, it's everything has its purpose, and this has its purpose. If I'm going to sit, you know, like our podcast, yeah, this might not be it. But for other times, yeah, like Alan said, Christmas time. This is a great mix drink. away from wine. Yeah. You could pull into some of I think this is really good. The apple cranberry is good. I, That's a good yeah, flavor. It's a good flavor good. on right. ice. It'd be really good. Uh, See, my, my problem yeah. is I, I'm – I'm off sweet stuff. I'm right, diabetic, right. Yeah. and yeah, I mean everything's sweet. just. Yeah. And it's pro- if I wasn't off of sugars, I, I wouldn't sure. shrink. But all right now, I'm like my lips are sticking together. <laughs> yeah, there's it tw- is gummy. There's 20 <laughs> yeah. carbs in oh, each each can. So yeah, if you're on a yeah. a sugar diet, diabetes, yeah, that's not good for you. Yeah, that's why bourbon's so good. Drink, it, it drink will it? Drink will it? You're good. Yeah, well, that's it. What's in my rocks glass? So. It's all good though. So, I mean, not all our listeners are bourbon listeners, bourbon no. drinkers. Here's some other options for you, and this is great if you're on the go. You don't have to carry your, your liquor and your mixer. It's right. all mixed right. right there together. Yeah, I mean, you that can is throw the, it in a cooler, you know, and uh, under ice, and you're set. So it's quick, simple. simple. So this is available at Batesville Liquor Co. And both. And Tebby Liquors. And so Tebby Liquors. Batesville right. Liquor Co. and Batesville, Indiana. Tebby Liquors. And these are the Crown Royal. The Crown Royal. Peach tea, apple, and regular ap- crown. Apple cranberry and regular crown and cola. Yeah. All right, let's go. Let's go around the room. Make your pick. You got the crown apple, the whiskey cola, or the peach. 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 I'm picking the crown I'm, apple. I'm going with the crown. Crown apple cranberry. I'm going to go with the crown apple cranberry, even though I do like the peach. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Can you say that again? <laughs> <laughs> the canberry. The canberry. I do. I like hey, that. Gone it. I said that. Am I going to have to drive you home? Yes, again? I think you're driving. I did him bring my wife. <laughs> I don't know. It's all good. But they stole our bottle, so, so I don't know. If Mike, she's who's the de- who's the driver between you and Terry? Terry's the driver. Oh, <laughs> Benjamin. <laughs> I see empty glasses over there too. It's all I think good time. Be Benjamin upstairs. Hey. Yeah, we got a place upstairs. You never know. Hey, it's good stuff. I, I, I think you know uh, it. There's something there for everybody, right there. So Absolutely. I think it's pretty good. I was gonna say, like Alan said, or somebody said, if you're traveling, you're something quick. Yeah, throw it in right. a cooler. You can go have a refreshing drink. Not be too strong, you know, to where you can enjoy right. a drink, but not trying to, you know, be drunk. But just have the good flavor. Like I said, they're all good, but mine is the apple. So just good enjoy deal. it. I mean, I like it. It's just it's because my it's very oh it's very to, sweet right? yeah right it's it's actually sweeter than the dessert i had some of the dessert which i shouldn't oh add oh but i mean this yeah, is like it is. still it is yeah it's but it's good i mean if you like that it's awesome right don't eat the desserts terrible yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take some home yeah I, I see where that's going i see yeah. where that's going uh we started last podcast you know every podcast i'm gonna ask you guys a, a question about liquors Dist- distilled liquors uh-huh so today's question is, when you're distilling bourbon, what temperature do you have to distill that at for it to become considered a bourbon? That's a scary one because I see rack houses. I don't know. This is to distill. When it's being distilled, 
what temperature does it have to be distilled at? So you're going to find out in upcoming es- episodes, different liquors have different distillation temperatures. This is like back in freaking school. What the heck? Because Alan you have no idea sure how much back in school it's going to be. It's great. So doesn't that depend on what they're using as a No, style? it does not. So not for bourbon. I would think that that proper saturation infusion would happen at a higher temperature. Uh, I mean, I'm just my past experience. I would think probably between eighty and hundred degrees. You're not even close. You're not we'll even close. Start. Really? Really? Uh, you're so you're talking. So first of all, with um, you're talking to some folks here that have um, know, know a little bit about witnessed uh, witnessed distilling. Know a little bit about. Well, wait a minute. I'm talking about the difference between beer and. No, 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 so we're talking about bourbon. distilling okay. bourbon. Distilling what bourbon. temperature does it have to be distilled at to be can still be considered a bourbon? I couldn't answer that. I don't know. Dwayne, you, you got a little more knowledge there, so what do you think? I was thinking 180. Nah. Close to steam age, right? It's, it's got to be over 200. Nah. Okay, Jeff, you can't. You're not gonna hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> so bourbon distills at 160 degrees. Hey, I was pretty flipping close. You it are, but it's not a bourbon right. if you're at 180. Oh, oh, I felt sorry. it was gonna be high because I mean, it, I mean, in order to get infusion saturation, you have to hit certain. So, no, so look, here's the deal. So what you do is you're getting your mash to the steaming temperature right so what but you don't want it to boil Boiling so boil. what's the boiling temperature of water 212 right so it's under that yeah i was thinking that range but i, I don't know honestly Guys, maybe you act like you've brewed you act like you might have done some of this stuff in the he's, past. Witnessed he's been around it. He's, he's been around it. he's been around when it's been done we've witnessed it We've witnessed. It's been we went witnessed. To, we went to some distilleries and did some tours. Yeah, exactly. Right. We were looking at the gauges. We were paying attention so to, to the gauges. So to our listeners, a proper distilling temperature for it is? For bourbon is 160 degrees. 160 degrees. So, so now we're going to talk about how I know that. Okay. So has anybody <laughs> ever heard of a Moonshine University? And you're going to laugh. I have not. <laughs> how about Mr. Teppy or Mr. Gardner? <laughs> <laughs> Terry's going, yes. <laughs> yes, no Mr. Tabby. <laughs> no idea. How often you get that? How often you get that? Too damn much. Yeah. So, <laughs> Terry paid me 20 bucks yes, to say that. <laughs> so have you heard of Moonshine University? I have not heard of Moonshine University. Okay, anybody University? else heard of Moonshine University? Actually, I have because I was doing my homework, but we'll leave it at that. Okay, so I decided to uh, do some online courses from Moonshine University, so... I am doing the bourbon. <laughs> Only Ellen. You took Only online courses. Okay. That's good to know. Okay. So when I'm, I know you can do that. You can. Never stop learning. Never stop learning. He's Even got his book. He's <laughs> got his diploma. He's got his. He's, Are we going to have a freaking graduation? Oh, my gosh. Do we so, christen a bottle of so moonshine? I'm studying to be a bourbon steward. That's awesome. All right. So nice. You can't be uh, the uh, executive bourbon steward. You have to take the class at Moonshine University. Uh, you can do the online course and be just a bourbon steward. For those that don't know, Moonshine University started in 2012. It's in Louisville, Louisville Kentucky. Kentucky. Uh, all the new distilleries... They have they send folks to classes there. There's a distillation class. Right. There's a mash right. class, and the teachers are all 
master distillers, right. Right. Uh, okay. still builders. Mm-hmm. Um, there's marketing classes there for bourbon. I mean, the bourbon craze has you know started a whole new market, and you know somebody was smart enough to say, hey. We could do some courses here to help some folks. I think it's great. So you don't have a guy in the back of the woods with a moonshine still trying to make bourbon. You can go to classes, <laughs> say, hey, this is, you, you can only be 160 degrees to distill your bourbon. I mean, that's, that's so we're, we're looking at down the road the possible Stinger Sugar Shack bourbon. Yeah, it might be a little more to it than that. <laughs> Look, I just took his voice yeah, away from yeah. that. <laughs> There's a lot more to it than sure that. There is, especially yeah. in the state of Indiana, yes, as you probably yes, know. Absolutely. So, Indiana. I think it's great you're going that way to learn all that. In Indiana, you're still back in the woods. No. <laughs> so, Indiana is one of the most backward, backward states, states. Yes. when it comes to alcohol right. distillation. Um, so fortunately, though, it's a, quite honestly, it's about a five-year process if you want to open a distillery. Wow, small. That's sad. When I say distillery, it's if you want to do a large-scale craft distillery, uh, distillery, you can do it a lot shorter time. Right. Um, but personal so small distilling, an artesian distillery. So that's something you can do. However, they have some pre pre requisites. Requisites. Yeah. Requisites. I've been drinking bourbon, can't remember. <laughs> that take you about three years to do. Wow. That's sick. So, that's been, that's um, true. But it's it's pretty cool, though. So one of the things, um, once you have an artesian distillery, is 60% of your uh, gross products that you use have to be grown on your own land, which, well, that's hey, cool. I, I can grow some corn. I can grow some wheat. Right. Um Good stuff. Table 12 is gone, so I can talk just, a little bit more. <laughs> we just lost table 12. <laughs> I don't know what's going on up there. I think they're looking at kittens. I don't know. So, so look, here's the deal. Uh, I, my plan is to actually do the distillation course there yet this year. Uh, they just come out with their 2021 schedule, 2022 schedules. I'm planning to do the fall of 2022 for the... It's great. It's a six-day course. Starts on a Sunday, ends on a Saturday. Um and I mean, quite honestly, I'd like to do an artesian distillery. There's a lot that goes in with that. First thing is I got to convince my wife who, who uh, I got to <laughs> get, I got to put all my marketing stuff together and get it, is, it to her before this podcast comes out. How many, <laughs> it is how many, how many is Alice bourbon. Chalmers you got to sell to get this deal done? <laughs> Probably all of them. <laughs> it is bourbon. No, though. look, I got to have some to cultivate that's the corn. That's right. You, you got to have right. cultivation equipment, right? But it is bourbon. So she's on your side halfway. Well, right there. Probably, can I see be, that book? It may not be that. just bourbon. The route to market, I mean, I, there's, we've, we've mentioned MGP before, but right. th- there's a route to market to start before you actually get your product up right. and right. running. And for us, it would be MGP. Right, right. Uh, down the street. And they're not just rise. They do weeded bourbons. Uh, th- right. They do, I mean, there's probably f- 100 bourbons out there now that originated from MGP. Right. Um, you can work with them to get a, a, get your first a recipe out, right. that you want. Right. Sort of like the folks at Log Still, and they got Monks Road out. They have somebody else doing Monks Road. It helps them while they're doing getting their stuff together. Now, I will be honest with you. You know, there is part of me that says there's an opportunity to to be more than just artesian distillery. I have the whole entertainment thing. You know, Monks Log Still's got. I mean, what they're doing is phenomenal. It you is. could do a smaller scale of that. Right. And I've already got, I, I'm telling you, there's a spot in Franklin County that you could do that. That's already set up for, um, they, this, this 
particular part of Franklin County needs a boost. There's already stuff there. Right. It's next to a river. It's next to a train track. I mean, there's so many th- possibilities there. Yeah. You'd have to get folks to understand that you're not going to make a town of drunks, quite honestly. Right. That's, right. that's the first opposition. Right. Right. Sure. So there are a couple of things. You know, you can't have a distillery within 200 feet of a church right. or a school right. and all that kind of stuff. But uh, Build it as an entertainment district, kind of like. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's not like I don't have enough other things to do. <laughs> so you need one more. You're like me, Alan. But I just see, I, I, I'm I starting to really, and here's the deal. Look, a couple of years, I'm a retar- I'm done working construction. I'm not done working, though. But I want to work, you know, to A, uh, enjoy, I want to go to work. Not that I don't enjoy what I do now, but I want to do something that helps people. Sure. Or so you want something with a passion. With a get, passion. Get with back. a passion. Get back. Well, just a passion. Something that you're, makes you feel good. I mean, it's kind of like we were looking at SJ, you know, last podcast. I mean, here's a kid, is, you know, with the with the sports an, an analogy. If he can turn that into a, a lifelong job, my God, he's, he's beat us by 30 years. Oh, no, no, if oh, it's yeah. something you'd love ever do every day, it's not a job. But, right, right. That's so right. if he can make a career, no matter what, if you get rich or whatever, if he can sustain his life with doing what he wants, right. grow, go for it and, and enjoy it. So that's what Alan's is. Now, I'm kind of the same way. I'm looking at what my next step is. Sure. Something with a passion, something I enjoy. Either Well, that's why I was going to set up a meeting with you next week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, re- I'm ready to retire I, now. I, I would set up one with Mike, but there's an issue there's there. An issue with Mike, yes. Yeah. So uh, this is one of the. It's, s- it's one that can get her. I can get around. Yeah. But. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. The Tebby half of you probably wouldn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> the Tebby half would own it all then. Oh. <laughs> Indiana is the most backward state there is when it comes to alcohol laws. Yep, it's crazy, right. and up until 2012. You couldn't even open a distiller, and, and, and the whole artesian thing. There, there is. I'm not going to name any names. There's one certain uh, artesian distillery that really pushed those laws, and then added some ca- caveat to it, which is good or bad. The whole deal with 60% of your grains have to be grown there on your property. That could be good or bad. You, know, right, right. you could have somebody that wants to have an artesian distillery in town. Well, it doesn't own any property, right? Th- right. That's. I don't want to particularly agree with that idea, but hey, no, it works for me. Well, you know, work the process, right? Right. Work the process. So there's, there's a lot to it. I mean, I got 120 some pages yeah. of stuff printed off talking about it. But right, I mean, first and foremost, I'm doing a, the bourbon store through Moonshine University, and you got you got a graduate. You got to graduate first, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's the name of the university, Monk? Moonshine University. University. If you're interested in knowing more about the distilling process, the business, check them out. It's moonshineuniversity.com. It's in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, They have a a one-day. So what uh, my plan is, I'm going to get the Bourbon Steward certification. Then they have a one-day class to get the executive Bourbon Steward. You have to actually attend the class there for that. So... (coughs) We'll see if I can pass the first test here and right. get the bourbon to it. So every week you're going to get a little caveat of crap. Yeah. So next week, I have to be honest with you. You know what this means, dude. Oh my god. So next week you Back may get freaking school. You may get next week. What is the uh, distillation so, temperature for brandy? So we we are Alan's. We're Alan's educational soundboard. Well, I'm hoping yeah. to educate our listeners too. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. That, that's you know. Um, we're I'm, not just pretty faces. 
just those listeners. You know, that's why I put the that's why I put the characters up for us instead just, of our real pictures. I just did. <laughs> oh goodness, goodness, oh, goodness. Boy. So you know what we're going to do right now? We're going to take a short break because we got some sponsors that uh, helping us put this podcast on. And I want to see Alan's book. There you go. We'll be right back. Top Sale Hemp provides affordable CBD and hemp products that help alleviate pain and ailments due to arthritis and inflammation. According to a poll conducted by the Arthritis Foundation, 71% of all patients reported CBD improved their ability to sleep, while 67% reported improvements in their physical function. Top Sale Hemp has something for everybody, from CBD pain cream to oils and more. Find your peace and relaxation using Top Sale Hemp's proven lab-tested CBD products. They can be found at TopSaleHemp.com. Use discount code 15 24 to get your 10% discount today. Top Sale Hemp. Go check them out. We all know there's nothing like that taste of fresh honey. It's pure as can be. All natural. Check out Hoosier Creek Farm right outside of Brookville, Indiana. You can find them on Facebook at Hoosier Creek Farm. Learn a little bit about beekeeping, what it takes to get that fresh honey. Remember, how do you know it's pure honey if you don't know the beekeeper? Hoosier Creek Farm. Proud to be one of our sponsors at Cross the Line 1524. All right, we're back here with Cross the Line 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. Ruben Hunts. And Mike Gardner. <laughs> How's everybody doing? It's been a, a bit of a little, little evening. Okay, <laughs> let's give an yet. official shout-out to the one and only, ladies and gentlemen, Table 12. Yeah! They've already got a dead soldier They've got there. dead soldiers dead at soldier. that table. and um, They killed the hard truth. Bourbon cream. Maple bourbon cream. Maple bourbon cream. Can't go wrong there. I think stuff. Robin and Dodie definitely have found it a favorite. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So they're over there. Are you guys playing that? Uh, which card game you guys which, playing what now? Card game you play? I don't know what they're playing tonight. Something different. Go, go, go low. Oh, they're playing go low. Yep, they're playing the go low game. Yeah, so they got Terry. They got Terry's into it. Yeah. She said, I asked her. She goes, oh, yeah, I'm in it. So, Mike, you're in trouble. Margie no, says, actually, you're Margie good. Says she's Hang out with us. <laughs> I'm so, with you guys. just stay over here. <laughs> uh, week before last, there was a big auction. Uh, I I don't think did we talk about it when Tony was here last no, week? We I don't no, think we did. I don't think we did. Tony was interested in going to an auction. In fact, his wife had given him the okay to bid on a particular gun that was in the auction. No, not bid, buy. <laughs> She said, go get it. You want it? Go get it. That's an okay. Tony's a connoisseur of fine guns. He is. He is. So the particular gun was John Wayne's Colt. 45. Am I uh, correct? Oh, yep. Beautiful. Gun. He carried in, he carried uh, most of the in True Grit. True Grit. And, True and the, Cowboys, Grit, the Cowboys. Oh, my And a gosh. couple other few movies, I think. Well, Tony was thinking he might be able to get it for, and I think it was appraised in the 30s to 40s at 40, the time. Yeah. 40 was the high. So he was thinking, well, if I go, maybe I can get it for 35000 You know? Wow. Go in. So Tony thought he was going to go to that auction and buy that gun. Hey, well, all right, sir, here we go there, and what are they going to give for? I have a $600 down here now, 10 and now, 25 and now, 35 and now, 50 now, 60, will they give me 60 now, 75, 75, another $85 on the So Tony thought maybe he could go to that auction for 35 grand and buy the gun that was appraised at 40. She told him he should go 
He didn't go to the auction. He didn't make it. He didn't make it. Where was the auction at? Did you say my name? Illinois. Illinois. It was a short trip. Yeah. It was only a few, hours, made it. a few hours away. So you might think, well, man, he lost. Maybe it went for less than 35. Right. Maybe it went for a little more than 35. He got it. I think he'd be divorced if he bought it. <laughs> no, he'd be homeless if he bought it. <laughs> well, that too. John Wayne's Colt 45. What do you think it sold for? Any guesses? I saw the video. Four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's crazy. It was fun to watch. It was yeah. online. He actually forwarded us the link. The video. Yeah. And and you know it, it was in the two hundreds and the three hundreds and stayed there for a while. Right. And started inching up. Well. And then, so, I think we talked about. I don't know if we talked about it in the podcast. We talk about auctions, and a lot of time these auctioneers, when they when they call for their first bid, it's a funny thing. Then. There's nothing, and then it starts at about 10% of that. Right, yes. And it works its way back up, and it'll finish at about, Close where, to what they about where he has yeah. started that initial bid. It's the energy. And I watched this one, and I think they started it at about 50000 and it took a hit now, and it just skyrocketed. Yeah. It was over 200000 yeah. in a matter so of seconds. So the auctioneer even said, hey, we don't have a good basis here because – you know, they don't want How do you sell John Wayne yeah, guns? That's why yeah. they started at 50, thinking, you know, maybe they get 45. Right. $450,000. That's a lot for a of change. Shooter. That's a lot for of a change, shooter. guys. Here's something that Tony and I, I think maybe we all talked about it too at one point in time. The problem with that gun is um, 20 years from now, nobody will know who John Wayne is. Right. Right. And the value, as that happens, the value drops. Right. You know, whoever was bidding on it was somebody that's probably our age right. or older uh, that understood the, there was the king, you know, that oh, that yeah. man was the king of the Western. King yeah. of the Cowboys. Absolutely. Right. So we know that the, it was the gun in the movie of the Cowboys and True Grit, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Right. And I, I, I think it was in some other movies too, yeah, but those were the two, those were the two big movies that, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm a gun guy. I, and you know, if I was a multi-millionaire, I would think nothing of it. If I wanted a damn gun, gun, I'd well, look. It. If you, you got, got a camper, yeah. you you're, uh, you right. got a boat now. You know what? <laughs> what the hell? What's a four hundred fifty thousand dollars? That's nothing, right? I mean, it's just chump change. <laughs> I uh, it's pocket I, money. I mean, I understand values of weapons and why people buy them and stuff, but I think it's a bit high for me. I think it. It's, I never thought it would go that high. I it, really didn't. It's out of my budget range, yeah. I was thinking probably 50 to 60 maybe, you know, if you got the right, you got the aggressive buyers going yeah. on. But I figured maybe 100. That would be the peak. It would be that max, I mean, really, really but pushing it. Holy smokes. $450,000. Well, I think Mike has a John Wayne quote for us here. He's looking it up right now. Up right now. He don't want to screw it up. Okay? Yeah, he's got to get gotta it right. Be, we got to be. If you're wrong, Alan's going to correct you in the no, edit. No, no, no. So that's exactly. So true. I don't know if you guys. I don't know if you guys are like me, but you know, growing up, number one, first of all, we only had three channels on the TV. Five, right? nine, twelve. So no, what we had 19, channel nineteen on UHF. Well, if, if the weather was right, yeah. then you could get your yeah, own. Right. It depended on where you lived. I lived up on the hill. I could get lots of channels. Well, well, you could true. get sixty-four on a too. sunny day. Right? Yeah, but usually, usually any. 64 given, wasn't around when we were usually, kids. No, no, usually no, no, any no, no, given no. Sunday, you had a John Wayne movie yep. on or two, and uh, that's what you watch. Cause what's, hey, what we're talking about, who's your, what's your favorite John Wayne movie, Alan? You know, it's believe it or not, it's not True Grit. No it's kidding. The Sons of Katie Elder. That's good really? job. Yeah, here. I don't have one that's yeah, a favorite. No. I mean, I've watched here and there. Jeff? Uh, the Cowboys. The Cowboys? Yeah. Mike? Well, I have two. 
Why too? McClintock for me. I love McClintock. Uh, McClintock's. It's good. A it's a cheesy, right? It's a little cheesy. But I love the but Cowboys. I like the Cowboys. So, and then, yeah. then and I'd I say, like the Quiet Man. Yeah, oh, Quiet Man's I, yeah. So I always watch it on St. Patty's Day. Cool. For 20 cool. years, yeah. I've watched okay. that movie. It's amazing now. You movie. know, we got uh, Dish Network, so there's a Cowboy channel on there. Right. And every, you know, you can, and even, um, non-subscription stuff there's right. a me tv or one of them right. has yeah. you know sundays or something's cowboy stuff and it's i mean that's great old stuff you know people are i love kids old, nowadays don't get into old, that. well so the first the first movie i recall ever seeing it wasn't in a theater it was at a drive-in it was true grit yeah. you know and um <laughs> it's you know i'm just a Dwayne's empty over there. No, I was thinking it wasn't Flesh Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> he brings that yeah. demon up again. And then I have to admit, the other John Wayne movie I really love is Big Jake. Yeah. 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 And, I think know, it's cool that he's got his family in that. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, like John Wayne well, movies. Actually, John Wayne's son is in most of his yeah. movies. Yeah. You don't realize it, but well, he is in most of the movies. Patrick Wayne. Patrick Wayne. Yeah. I, I wasn't a huge John Wayne fan. I, I'd said it. I love the new version of True Grit. I thought it was really good. But uh, I, I, I still. There's only one True Grit, dude. I know, so and I hear that from everybody. Here's my deal but, about yeah. the old John Wayne movies. Yeah. First of all, there's no special effects. No, none. What you're right. saying, you know, you you talk about, uh, you know, the mountains and all that. That's that's it's real. That's shot right. real, and right. there's it's there's you, you you can say that here in a minute. So there's it's, it's real acting. It you is know? right. Is some of it over exaggerated? Right. Yes, but man, that was what acting was back then. Right. It, Acting nowadays is in front of a blue screen, right. and half of the words are said later in a studio. And I remember going the to the Brookville Theater and watching the Cowboys. Yeah. Oh, I, I, oh, so yeah. so yeah, Mike's got great. a John Wayne quote for us. Mike. So I, I have a salesman who was on vacation and saw this and thought of me. So he bought it for me and brought it back. It says, this is a John Wayne quote, and it says, Life is tough. It's even tougher if you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That needs to be posted on every street corner from here <laughs> to wherever. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's, and it's, you know, what most people don't realize. Um, so John Wayne filmed a movie that was filmed out where the nuclear test, atomic tests were done. So Yeah, several of them. Several movies, actually. The one movie in particular, I can't think of the name of it, like 80% of those people died from cancer that were on oh, that no set. no kidding. Including oh, wow. John Wayne. Out yeah. there in the, in the valleys, in the desert yeah, valleys. Yeah, wow. so John Wayne died from lung cancer, right. of course. Uh, he never quit smoking. Nope. Even after he was went through all kind of stuff, he kept smoking. Right. Uh, but it's, there's, you know... He was. That was back when men were men. Well, right. I, you say right. that. You say that he didn't quit. I mean, that it is kind of. That was the guys were like, hell with it. I'm doing right. what I'm doing. You know, they they've reached a realization of life. I'm happy with my life. Here's what I'm gonna do. This is what I enjoy. So I'm gonna keep doing it no matter what. And hey, whatever floats your boat at the end of the day. Good deal. So enough, John Wayne. So he's a well. Just nope. real quick. So yeah. he's an interesting story. Even you know, you go back to how he got into acting. Um, you know, and um, you know, he was a he was a stagehand, really, when yeah. it came down yeah. to it initially. Right. And um, you know, I just uh, saw recently uh, where he was basically commiserating as a stagehand with the likes of Wyatt Earp. 
Yeah. The real wider. The real right. wider. So wow. that. It, so he started in movies back in the 30s, believe it or not. Right. right. I mean, there's movies of him when I he's think, like 16 think, years old. Yeah, I think one of the very earliest westerns he was in was Stagecoach. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I mean, right. he that he was looks the first like starring role for him. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Amazing. Well, there's people now that want to erase him from history too because he wasn't politically correct. He did may have said wrong things, may have yeah. done wrong things, but you know. You can't erase. Well, you you know, cannot erase history. That's all uh, I'm going to say. I'm disappointed. Said it once I've said it many times. A little can't point of sympathy history. for uh, Mr. Uh, Roberts that didn't get to get the gun. Yeah, but, sorry, you know, Tony, you didn't get the gun, but uh, he had the okay. He to had get the it. okay to get it. So we so mean, blame him. It's for all that. It's exactly. It's all, it's all his on fault. you, Tony. So it's your fault. His Tony. wife said, "Go get she it." She said, "Go get she it." She didn't put a limit. There wasn't a dollar amount. It was go get it if you want it. I would have rode with him. I was no. willing to go along too. I'd have held it, helped hold his hand up to bid. Shoot, yeah, you know, I'd have went and bid for him if he wanted me to. Heck yeah, yeah. we'd have had that gun. That's right, that's right. Because the only way to win an auction is keep your hand up. So you just put that's your right. hand up till it's over, or have your wife cross the aisle and bid against you. <laughs> oh goodness! So we're gonna switch the subject here real quick. Coming up shortly, November second. Is a great day in history. November second of twenty twenty one is season nine of the Curse oh, of Oak, Oak Island. Island. That's right. Oh, there's it's happening this year. So, what do you guys think about what? What do you think you're going to see this year? I think they're going to find something. I think they're oh, finding I something. I guarantee they're going to find something. <laughs> I think they're finding. I just throw it out. Significant. There. Significant. Well, here's what I think. I think they're. I follow a, um, mm-hmm. a page called Across the Causeway. Mm-hmm. It's a lady that lives across the causeway, and she films quite a bit. To say there's a lot of action going on there is an understatement. That's right. There's big equipment going in there. Um, so they're in the money pit, which I was shocked. I didn't think that would happen this year, and in the swamps. It's going to be interesting to see what goes on there. What um, they show us. And what they show us. I think there's a lot of history being uncovered. I, I listened to a podcast today, digging, the, o- dig- the Oak Island yeah, podcast. Yeah, Digging Oak Island. Yep. Uh, and it was, they had some a gentleman on there who's uh, has a different view on what's on Oak Island and written a book with a lady um, about Oak Island. Yeah. He, I, I had some issues with if you heard the same yeah, thing, I heard the same thing. They're geologists, and, and she's so, a historian. Yeah, their basis is geology stuff. Yeah, maybe, but where I had a real issue with quote unquote, she got secret documents that says this happened 1730. If they're secret, you know, look, right? <laughs> I'm with so, you, Alan. Show them. There, there's some, I, I, there's some basis probably to they wrote a book called Oak Island Solved or something mystery solved there's probably some basis to some of their stuff but they're a little murky on some other things and, and if i had been running that podcast the question i would ask is well how do you account for the bones that were found out of right. the, out of the borings that were from you know 14, 14 yeah right. And, right. and from different continents that's right. Well, if, right and if they have the answer why don't where's the physical evidence of your answer it's a well, theory no so, I, so geologically speaking he makes a lot of sense right uh, about sinkholes and stuff like that what doesn't make sense is when you know he conveniently leaves some things out mm-hmm. what he left out is the fact that they did bore holes they did hammer claw grabs and right. pulled stuff out pre 1700s. Right, right, right. That's what doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, we all know that even the lead, yeah. 
the lead tracks back across the nations. I mean, so his basis yeah. of theory was that uh, he and this lady that's a historian, is, that the island was used uh, for tar and kiln pits, right. uh, which the, the show brought up last year. That could be. Right. Uh, but the fact that you know, saying, oh, yeah, this is all secret history, I have a hard time with the secret history part. We'll see. I mean, that sounds exciting, though. Yeah. I when mean, you're trying to sell a book. Well, you know, I understand. I mean, geologically speaking, he's saying the money pits a sinkhole. To some point, I would say there's a chance for that, but when they're going down and grabbing stuff pre. You know, in the 1730s, I'm wow. pulling out. That's not from a sinkhole. It's, no, that's yeah, but not yeah. with all the oak they found. Yeah, it could have structure. Been down every I mean, if you if you look in relevance of, of Florida, Florida has a lot of sinkholes. I'm sure if you dug in a few of the sinkholes in Florida, you would find relics from the past. Where do those relics from the past come from? Right. I mean, that's yeah. so. I I I'm with you on that. And of course, I, you know, he just bypassed the fact that hey, there's coconut fibers there that don't come from anywhere. Right. Right. It's, and, and he even said there were some structures that, that you know when they found on Smith's Cove that you know didn't understand why they were there and then well they're because of they were tar and kill tar and killing pits blah 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 it's just everybody's got a theory I mean I think the show's exciting they're finding new stuff every year they're they are literally rewriting the history yeah, since it must be secret history yeah, they're, they're rewriting the history yeah. it's, it's the uncovering of the history and I mean uh, to be honest to give he he was he was saying listen uh, you know also is i'm from that area so it's interesting to uncover the history cuz he thinks it has a lot to do with the founding of nova scotia from from europe right and he wants to Obviously, know he yeah. wants to know that story just like everybody else but his i guess the, the 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 big thing is he's saying i haven't seen anything that is explaining it other than um, nature and that the the UK the, the the Great Britain used it industrially for their shipping. But there's no market, no record whatsoever of that. Right, none. Right. The other thing that I found very dis I'll be honest, I found part of it distasteful. I thought he was very um, condescending to Fred Nolan. Yeah. And to some extent, he made a statement that he said Dan Blankenship made, which here's a man who spent his entire life savings looking for the treasure. Risk his life. Risk his life multiple times. And And according to this guy, Fred uh, Dan Blankenship said the treasure is the tourism. Yeah, I found that very distasteful. Quite honestly. He claimed that, yeah, that's what, you know, Fred put his hand on my shoulder and told me that. Here's a man who risked his life, risked his limb, you know, put all his money into finding the treasure. To me, that was very, very distasteful. That's all prior to whatever tourism there. And Correct. listen, coming from guys that's been there, the tourism finances going in there is not that big. No. It, it it's twenty. No. It's $17 U.S. Right. So. I think the, the whole that, group yeah. of us spent $300 there. You know, well, right. them selling their book is making more on the tourism part it's, of it. Right. You, you know, I, right. Alan, that, that aggravates me because we were there. We saw that. People went down the well. People died on that thing. For a purpose, yeah. So Dave, they knew Dave, something was there. Dave McBride is the podcast host, and I'm friends with Dave. We talk right. every now and then, and he even he had said months prior that he's read the book. He doesn't agree. While he agrees with some of it, he does not agree. There's parts of it that just right. don't make sense. 
and I'm going to be interesting. I'm going to message him next week and say, hey, this is what I think that that guy, because uh, he was very condescending to Fred Nolan and to Blankenship, I thought. Well, if it was oh, about tourism, when did the show start? How many years ago? Uh, seven, six, seven years ago. So let's say it seven. was way after Blank. It's oh, way right. After, That's what I mean. Right. So right. what tourism was there prior to the show? Yeah, he also claimed that Fred Nolan moved those boulders uh, to make Nolan's Cross. You know, here's a guy that's got noodles and noodles and yes. Googles and Googles right. of land of landscape markers and surveys and right. I don't know. I just I, I just found that distasteful. You know, I, we were standing on an island. We were at we were at X. Right. We were at we were there. We were well, standing. Every, every, so I know where you're going with this, but to play devil's advocate, you're going to talk about Charles Barkhouse saying i know in my heart what that anybody could believe that hard in something and it not really be there right you don't know right you don't but you go back and you stand there and barkhouse said that those guys went down that well they risked their life they died here because they had a something was there well but you know what it was faith that drove them right right. they had faith in what was there you don't know, but when you stand there and realize that someone had that much faith in what they were doing, their risk of life, what they did, right. it makes a difference in how you view things. Well, I don't disagree at all. I, I don't disagree. I mean, at all. I mean, trust me, I'm a big fan. I, I know they, you are. I know. It's, it's, in fact, I, I got. I haven't told. So Dustin, I talked to Dustin and Deidre this week. Oh, yeah. uh, I said, "Hey, you guys want to be on? Talk about." And and she goes, "Man, we would love to. We got to just work our schedules out." Yeah. So you know, I know we're the next couple of weeks. We're busy and they're busy, so it may happen. You know, after the season starts. I'm, but I'm really hoping I get to go to Oak Island this year. Well, borders are open. You know, we'll see if they open Oak Island. Right. So I mean, we were so fortunate to get tickets when we wanted them to go on Oak Island, right. and then we, they, we you know, COVID killed it. So, Mike. I'm in. Are you and Terry going to Oak Island Absolutely. with us? Absolutely. All right. Gonna have to find That's a bigger awesome. house, bigger, bigger car. <laughs> no, I don't think we'll, Rob and I probably won't be able to <laughs> make it. Yeah, you guys yeah. not going this yeah. year? Here he goes You're again. Yeah. Skip it. Here he yeah. goes again. Yeah. Okay. Oh. We've got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, you got so. a wedding this year. We not do. Next we got year. one next week. Yeah. And That's maybe, this year. And then maybe no another one next right year. Yeah, we know. Or a couple. Yeah, something busy. All right. So we're going to take a break, a quick break here, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about. Beyond Oak Island. Uh-oh. And maybe a little spoiler I might have gotten go. from somebody that's been on that show. You know, awesome. it's about time to restock the rusted nail speakeasy with some fine liquors. There's only one place we go for that. When we're in Brookville, we shop at Tebby's. Liquor store downtown Brookville, Indiana on Main Street. They have a selection of beer, wine, liquors, vodkas, your seltzers, whatever you want right here in Brookville, Indiana. Give them a shout. Stop in and say hi. Now, if you're out towards Batesville, Indiana, check out Batesville Liquor Co. They've got a huge selection. They're in what used to be a grocery store. Now it's filled with alcohol. They've got selections of bourbons, selections of wines, vodkas, whiskeys, you name it, they've got it. Located in Batesville, Indiana. So whether you're in Batesville or Brookville, we got two spots for you to hit. Check them out. Tebby Liquors in Brookville and the Batesville Liquor Company out in Batesville, Indiana. Tell them to cross the line 1524 crew sent you. There are times in your life when you just need to relax. The best place to do it in Brookville, Indiana 
is Tranquility Massage by Shelly. Located at 440 Main Street in Brookville, Indiana. Let her take all your troubles away. Shelly is a licensed massage therapist. Check out her specials leading up into Christmas gift certificates. Buy two, get one free. That's right. Tranquility Massage by Shelly at 440 Main Street. Or you can call her at 765-309-1478. Tranquility Massage by Shelly. <laughs> All right, we're back here with Cross the Line 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and Mike Gardner. And uh, yeah, we are, wow. uh, we're a fifth into something. We're a fifth into something. It's been a good night. <laughs> you guys have at the done Rusted a great Nail job. Speakeasy. So. You know what I want to do is give a shout out to all our listeners out there. Yes, We're, please. We've got almost 20,000 downloads, listeners all over the place. We have over 800 people a month coming to the website. That's awesome. Which is freaking crazy. Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you, everybody. That's Absolutely. awesome. Let awesome. us know where you're at. Give us a five-star yeah. review, so man. This, this, Thank you. this week, what I'd like to hear is I'm going to pick a state. Last, last time we picked a state, it was the state of Washington. I want to hear from folks. Right. So, Illinois. If you live in Illinois, drop us a line. Yeah. Got a lot of listeners in Illinois. You can drop us a line at podcast at crosstheline1524.com or leave us a message on Facebook. Let us know who you are, what you like, what you don't like. And uh, I promise I won't say your name on the podcast. If well, there's anything you'd like maybe. us to discuss, please bring it yeah, up. Yeah, got a topic? Got yeah, somebody you want us to like talk it. to? Speaking of talking to people, I talked to somebody this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, Who's that, Alan? One of our past guests, yes. Mr. Christian Roper. Yeah, what who, a great, what a great guest awesome. he was. Uh, so Good guy. He was featured on the show Beyond Oak Island, right. which Maddie Blake, well, actually, I talked to two people this week. So, and I'll leave that at that. So, um, well, Christian Roper, uh, you know, we had him on a podcast. It was a great podcast. He talked about his time on Beyond Oak Island, then talked about ghost stories, mm-hmm. which is pretty awesome, you know. And I thought, well, maybe I get him on here next couple of weeks, talk about some ghost right, stories, right time of the year, talk about what's going on Beyond Oak Island. This is what Christian replied. First of all, he sent us a picture, and I, I sent you guys. Yeah, I saw that. So he was doing a documentary down in Kentucky, passed to Indiana. So he thought about us. Uh, we doing a documentary on the Dog Man. Dog, so you guys yeah. know about Dogman, yeah, the myth, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, during the filming, he was wearing our Cross the Line 1524 t-shirt. Awesome. So he sent us a picture <laughs> of that, which is That's freaking awesome. awesome. So Christian, uh, awesome. Glad Thank you. you did Thank that. you. Thank you. So I said, hey, you want to be on a podcast upcoming here next couple of weeks? So give us an update on how your treasure hunt went and other treasures you're looking right. for. Right. His reply was, <clears throat> we should wait a month or two. I'll have more to, to tell you. Great. Awesome. If you read between those lines, to me, that means he's back on Beyond Oak Island. Could be totally wrong, but... He's got something It's a a good assumption. I think it's a good assumption, but, you know, again, I recall from our discussion with him that young man's got a lot going on so he does so oh, it man. could be yeah. any direction you're talking yeah, well, about yeah. he was what was his age again yeah he's 24 I think, 24 yeah 25 yeah, yeah. 24, crazy 25 but got old. his head on i mean he's got his head on straight he's not the your typical 24 year old i mean he's got things yeah, absolutely figured out he's, he's i know he's got none of us plan. are doing anything like that at 24 right. i can tell you that <laughs> i mean he's got life figured out we're or, still or, picking or, caulking out of windows and stuff <laughs> 
But I mean, he knows where he's was, going. Were you eating lead-based paint? Today? Yeah, you're <laughs> chipping paint, man. We were having a delicacy there. But he knows where he's going. He's got a plan. He's making it happen. Smart, he's working towards smart it. He's young smart. Man. Yeah. You know, he's he's just going at it. And, so, and Mike, I, did you get to watch any of the Beyond Oak Island shows? I've watched some of them. Did maybe. you see that one? He he was the very first Beyond Oak Island. Yeah. Yeah. Show. I saw that one. Uh, so looking for the silver and looking the for the silver pond in the lake in East, I, East I Texas, love his passion. Yeah. He has got great passion. What he's done, it's awesome. So it's all good. It was great to hear from him. Yeah. I, you know, I alluded. I, t- I talked to Dustin and Deidre this week, and then, um, oh yes, I do. You have no idea. <laughs> he, he, he shows I up. Didn't even want to Were say you that. thinking it? Is I, anybody else I, here I, thinking it? I was it? thinking. I, I can't get. I mean, shows what, up. This guy. I can't think straight during the week. And Alan's like, yeah, I talked to these nineteen people. <laughs> It's look, you, you got somebody's got to be the producer. I set myself up a schedule. So I got a certain time. This is what I do. Hey, hey go for uh, it. I go hey. back a certain time. If I heard from him, great. If I haven't, I, you know, Listen. sometimes I don't hear from him the same day, but the next day it's. You keep me tuned in and I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> We're just like giving you yeah. hell out. Shout out to Matty Blake. He's uh, his podcast. For a, long, for a long time this summer, he wasn't able to do the podcast because right. he was on the road so much. He and Anthony Arkin are back doing their podcast. Uh, P for Paranormal? Rated P for Paranormal. They just did one on, they're doing Halloween stuff now. Right. So they just did one on The Exorcist. Oh, wow. Which I don't me, want nothing to do with. Well, you know. <laughs> no, that's one of my scariest I was movies. thinking about so, reaching out to the Father Vince in, down here in Brookville. Yeah, because he's I think we should. That'd be yeah. interesting. Yeah, he has mentioned that he's an exorcist. Oh, oh he is. Oh, yeah. There's, a, there's he's, no he's, doubt he is. He's the country's top. He's, he's documented. He is the top. It, yeah. scares me. Priest, well, it's just interesting. Exorcism. I mean, so, to go again. into it from a from an intellectual point. <laughs> I know! Alex right? shakes the cat ball. Right? Typically, those kind of movies, again, like talk about it. the exorcist, or might, but uh, that was a great, great So, Manny said the same thing. So, if you recall when uh, Matty was on the show, he grew up Catholic, older boy. Right, uh, right. And he watched that show when he was like 11. He said it really scarred him in some ways. Yes. Because, I mean, it's pretty intense. Yeah. You know? That's it about is. how old I was when I uh, watched it. I think it. I was, too. Yeah, and I don't know that I ever watched a whole movie. I don't I'll never. I never made it through the whole movie. I'll never forget. I was watching. My room was in the basement. And I think I told you guys, my room was in the basement as far away from the steps upstairs as you could get. So I'm down there watching this in the dark. And I left the light on in the basement so I could get upstairs, you know, go to the bathroom before the end of the night. So my mom saved electricity. She turns that light off while I'm watching the movie. So the movie's about over. I open the door and I'm like, crap. The light's off, but I can see the glow at the top of the steps. So it's like, all right. You know, and you're, you're positioned like, all right, ready, set, and just freaking run as fast as you can across the floor and up them steps and couldn't wait to get that top door open. And then you're like, oh, shit, I'm alive but see, yet. So you were, you were like me. You didn't see it in the theater. You saw it oh, no, after I, it came out on TV oh, yeah. years later. Right. Yeah, That's right, kind of the right. way I saw a lot of those kind of movies wow. especially. But still. Somebody was saying Cujo was one of their scary. Was Me that too. you? Me it was too. That was Dwayne. Yeah, I watched that one too. Kind of freaky. That was. Yeah. That was. So was. My, mine was Children of the Corn, and to this day, Malachi. that that original Children of the Corn. So did I tell the story? I think I've already told the story. Yeah, about your house. Oh, <laughs> that corn was just. <laughs> right. uh, just well, uh, you could hear it blowing in the wind late oh, at night. I know. I, I hated that. Well, there's right. there's always stuff about just eerie. Stories and stuff, and I'll never forget one. My brother, when I was younger, he had a little boy. I was babysitting his son, and uh, he's going to bring me back home. So we're, <laughs> so we're coming back home to my mom and dad's. It's only a couple miles away, and but before this happens, 
they're telling all these ghost stories and all this crap's going on. So he's heading back to our house. We get in front of our house. Some animal got hit in front of our house, but you didn't see the animal. Just the whole road is covered in blood. <laughs> this is right, and I'm probably yeah, I'm probably eleven, twelve years old, and we've I've just listened to all these stories, so I'm just you know I'm just watching all these you know listening all this. Crap, oh yeah, I'm scared man. to crap. And then we get to my house, and he and then he keeps he keeps it going by. Oh, yeah. oh my god, you see the blood all over the road. I'm like, you know, and I'm like, I got to run from the car to the house. <laughs> Oh shoot! Yeah, so it was like when I was a kid. I mean, maybe that's why I don't like those kind of movies. Is because I was the youngest of six, so they had me so freaked out, <laughs> you know, that I was like, I don't need none of that stuff. I get that plenty of that at home. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm not you a got, big you got movie you fan got Ken to oh, keep man. you scared. When I, I was when I was yeah. three, when I was three, I could launch from my mom and dad's door <laughs> into the middle of their bed like that. Right. You know, I'm not a horror movie person, and, and, and I'm glad because if you sneak up on me at night, I'm killing you. Hey, I'm sorry. You're not going to scare me. Or he's going to or he's gonna hide under a sheet. <laughs> there you go. So how about you, Mike? Scary movies? Oh, I love scary movies. What's your favorite? I like The Omen. I like... Ooh, oh, that was that weird, was man. Omen, Omen was a good movie. Yeah, that's, that's kind of scary. See, no, those are different scary. Yeah, that's not the gory right, scary. Yeah, that's right. the psychological. I'm, I'm with you. It, it yeah. works. Well, that's, it the works de- that's the devil and scary. It's, and it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a little like The Exorcist in yeah. that kind yeah. of way. And but, Blair you know, Witch. Blair Witch for me. And The Omen. So... so. Gregory Peck, what a great actor! Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. in, in the yeah. first place, so I was a big fan of Gregory Peck in the yeah. first place. What was the more current one with? Um, I can't think of his name now. Um, Silence of the Lambs was Silence one that, yeah, was, creepy, that yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. fantastic the guy from that seventies show, Aston Kutcher. Aston Kutcher. What was the one he did? Um, it was kind of a psychological thing. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I can't think of the name of that movie. It was, we watched it on a plane. It was what we we take on a plane. No, no. no Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> no. He's in every movie. Airplane. <laughs> yeah, but he's a bad. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> that man can't give an interview without saying. Boop. So what was the one that came out? It's. I mean, it, it was so scary. It was like a budget rated thing it was like it was all home filmed on uh oh the one where they're like going through the woods like no 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 that's texas blair witch that's blair witch this was all happened in the home what the heck was the name of it it was poltergeist no this was just Um, recent recent or long 10 years ago ago. oh i know what you're talking about Uh, i mean that was pretty freaky and it was all filmed it all yeah it showed like like corner cameras in the room what's the name of that I mean, it's literally there are people that were traumatized. It, yeah, from it that. showed people like it showed them in, the in a bed and it, yeah. the blankets getting pulled off of people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't think of the name of it though. I can't either. What's the name of that? It's pretty bad. Okay. I can't. That, I could. I turned off. Like well, I can't do this. I found mine was butterfly effect. Butterfly that was effect. Weird. That was weird. that oh, wasn't look. in the scary, but Ow, the. Look. Yeah, there's Benjamin. Benjamin's back. We're talking about scary stuff. Benjamin he's, is he's Benjamin is visiting <laughs> us, and he's, and he's down by Ruben. That's damn cat ball. I don't like we it. We put the cat ball by Ruben, and it only it only turns on if it's touched. So it's sitting in the middle bar by Alan's keyboard. Unless you ask Benjamin to turn on the cat ball, please. Well, or just screwing with screwing with Ruben at the end because it's right by him, and it knows it bothers him more than the rest of us. We think it's funny. Ruben, <laughs> Ruben is bothered by it. Ruben's going to turn it off. Now, see, I just touched that thing and it didn't do a thing. No. 
Yeah, and in fact, I had to shake it real hard you to did. make it do anything. And we, we've and we've done this before. There's something here. There's an, I was what telling was Alan, the name of that movie, Alan? That's I know. I'm trying to look it up. I mean, and they did a they did a follow up to it yeah, too. Right. I mean, it was freaking. I didn't like scary. that. Scary. But there's a new show on about ghosts or something. And it's it's a comedy. Of this yeah. lady can see ghosts in her house, and I'm thinking. We do that every week. We go to Alan's house, and it's you real. Know, here's a really, a really good movie. <laughs> we just movie don't see him. I thought was outstanding, and that's the Sixth Sense. Oh, that yeah. was well, great. that that was outstanding because the spin on the end. Yes, of that. Right. that was. Exactly. I'd never forget when he dropped his ring. I was like, oh, no way, man!" It took me all the way to that point to figure out what it was. What was the other one? Seven signs. This, seven. 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 Just yeah. seven. Yeah, that, that was. was weird. That yeah. was an, and that's the the. That it's was not uh, the, Brad Pitt and uh, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. That's what yeah. I was. But that's just the, the seven signs. Yeah. But that's just the psychological part. Yeah. It's not the right. scary because the scary part or the gory part don't yeah. do anything. But those right. I get into because. And then there was the Demi, Demi Moore played in the movie called the Seventh Sign, where yes. the mentally retarded boy kill was doing something in the end and he was the seventh sign of the broken seal of, of god yeah, that right? was another yeah, right. those are i can get into those the 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 freddy yeah, krueger yeah. chainsaw yeah, right. cutting up it's yeah. just like okay don't hide in the building with the chainsaws yeah. and the saws i love know? the commercial yeah, yeah the yeah. commercial yeah. They yeah. Make commercials are great. let's go in here where all the chainsaws are <laughs> yeah. come on so the movie we're trying to think of yeah. paranormal activities yes. Yes. That was freaky. It was freaky. I agree. Because it was film. It was shown was as if it was videotape in somebody's home. In somebody's home. Yeah. What, yeah it wasn't was it like freaky? Kind of like Blair Witch, where it was filmed as a real well, life. You know, it's so video with people like blankets being pulled. People being pulled off of beds and stuff like. I, uh, kind of like if we went back in Alan's back room. Man, I would unload nine. I would unload a whole pack of nine millimeter on you. I would. What do you think that's going to do it, a ghost? Uh, it make me happy. That's all matters. <laughs> so we kind of got in this talking about Matty Blake and his his podcast. And, uh, yes. And so they review these kind of. Movies. They do. They do. They, they reviewed The Exorcist this week. Last week they did. American Werewolf in London, Great which is movie. freaking yeah, awesome. I really love good. that movie. It's just, and, and, and they're doing, I think they're going to do Halloween next week. Are they? Uh, it's, it's awesome. It's just. Probably one of my favorite movies of all time. It's top 20. has got to be American Werewolf in London. Great movie. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. good stuff. Good Matt, stuff. Maddie's podcast. I was going to, when you sent in a, you sent in a little, a little audio to them, Alan, on their, uh, um, on their, uh, their website. I was going to yeah. send in another one. Maddie was missing because he was very busy, and Alan was and people were sending in different phone things. I was going to send in a, to be at Maddie's replacement, and I just never did do it. Yeah. But I thought it would be funny. So, you know, and I was going to tell Alan, Alan, I could put up with your cat. I'd like your cat. I wouldn't argue about your <laughs> cat Anthony. being on there. Yeah. So this is bad. So it's Anthony Arkin's cat. Or Anthony, yeah. yes. So the cat passed away. Oh, oh, did it? No oh, kids. oh, my God. Yeah, so I kind of feel bad, all the stuff wow. I was sending in. Oh, but wow. Manny was playing it also. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Anthony, if you listen to our podcast, uh, sorry about you. Hey, sorry about you. Wow, yeah. I hate to hear that. So, That's terrible. And it was, it was, you know, and it, that, that poor cat was the. I mean, there was, was a, lot, a lot of laughs with that cat. It was the yeah. life of the show for a while. Yeah. So, I actually sent a couple in. I did. <laughs> yeah, I did that one. But then I did one. They were doing uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. So yeah. I did a 
Another great movie. <laughs> I did a thing where you hear the Close Encounters landing. Yeah. And then they're trying to communicate. They do the do do do. Yeah. And then the reply was. So he played that too. It's all good. You know, the one thing I will have to say is uh, we've got a great fan because, and we're probably more than one, but uh, we've got one that reaches out to us all the time, Carrick Taylor. So uh, we're we're joint listeners. That's great. To uh, Maddie Blake's podcast. So it's Maddie Blake and Anthony Arkin. They do. Rated P for paranormal. So if you're into that kind of stuff, give them a listen. They're on all the podcast players, just like we are. It's a great time. And and even I'll go. And even if you're not into that, I listen to them. That isn't my genre. Of what I listen to, yeah. but I enjoy the podcast. Yeah, it's the fun. conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's like kind of like Jeff. This isn't my. That isn't what I no, go but, for. Yeah. But the conversation between the two is fun. Right. If you're busy working, put it in your earbuds and and listen to them and. All of a sudden, a couple hours have gone by, and you don't even realize it. I miss yeah. this because I don't well, get a chance to listen to part of it like is, I used to. Like us, well, they're lifelong friends, right? Right. Jeff and Ruben have been lifelong friends. Dwayne and I, yep. since we were in school, friends, and you know, and it's just you know, Anthony grew up in the business. Maddie ended up in the business, uh, so it's it's pretty cool listening to a talk. Right. So great. So you guys got anything else? I don't think yeah, so. Think so. Think I'd like to thank the gardeners. Yes, absolutely. From Batesville Liquor Co. and Tebby Lickners to uh, always a pleasure to table have you twelve here. likes uh, too. And uh, thanks for welcome. the Willet. Yeah, oh, no the Willet and the dessert. Black and Willet. Get the dessert. You got always got to remember the dessert and the dessert right, and the dessert. And there's more dessert left. Oh, I can't have any more. <laughs> I'll eat your piece. That's you can I, have my piece. I, I can't. I'll take so, one for the team. It was awesome though. I will say that. So for Cross the Line 1524, I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and Mike Gardner. And we'll see y'all next time. Oh, what a great time we had with uh, Mike Gardner. Mike and Terry stopped by, did some tastings, talked about John Wayne's gun, which our great listener and friend Tony Roberts did not get, and then talked a little bit about uh, some scary movies, our friend Matty Blake and his podcast, and guess what? Next week on the show, our special guest is none other than Maddie Blake. Out the door.